and welcome to the Glacially Musical Podcast, the On the Road Edition. I, of course, am your whatever. I'm Nick Cameron. I am joined by my good friend, my good buddy. He's always on the road, the Jack Kerouac of everything that's not being Jack Kerouac. Uh, Keefe Kerouac. Wow, I'm I'm sorry. I'm tired. I uh, I walked thirteen thousand steps today at least. I am in presently Colonial Williamsburg, and I have seen a blacksmith. I've seen horse shit. I've seen it all. It's beer metal and swearing. If you're new here, just to because you're doing a specialized vinylized Simonized episode with the Stooges, myself and Keefe. Thank you very much for joining us. We are talking about all the records that Keefe has been like sitting on and ready to blow up about. If you are here for that and you are new, awesome. Please give us a like and check us out next week. We talk about all kinds of great stuff, in my humble opinion. And I listen every week to verify that I'm not wrong. And I know I'm right because I'm talking. So here's how we do this every day. We do a greeting. We do a beer check, vinyl check, shirt check, news check, moving on. And I've got some great Vinnie Vincent news of the day. We'll get to that. But my beer check, because I'm on the road, I am drinking local beers from most lately Virginia. Aleworks Brewing, your your superb IPA. You oversold it. It was not superb. It was barely adequate. Your Anywhere IPA, yes, I could see it being drunk anywhere. I'll give you that. It is good for anywhere. However, I'm done with the Aleworks Brewing of, uh, of Virginia. But today, I am drinking Tank Dog West Coast Style Imperial IPA in the 19.2 ounce can because I don't want to remember this. Uh, let me give a big shout out to Yeehaw Brewing. Their IPA was phenomenal. Their 80 weight Scottish Heavy, a little squiffy. I don't know. I'm on my iPhone, so I don't know if you're going to hear a pop. And I'm pouring it into my face because I have no cup because I'm in a hotel. Nope. No, uh, no pop. No pour. No I should have had you pour it into the ice bucket and drink it. <laughs> <laughs> this is a treat. First of all, Keithy Kerouac is absolutely the best one of, ever. You'll never. I didn't say that. I should have, but I did. No, you started to. I think you said Kerouac. So on the road, Keith Kerouac. I like yeah, Keith yeah, Kerouac. Okay. I'm gonna right. take it. I love Kerouac, and that's I love on the road and uh, big fan. Um, <clears throat> one of the first things I ever did when I first visited the city I now live in, San Francisco, was go to City Lights Bookstore and see I need the you Kerouac to pop that typewriter. Beer. Huh? I need you to pop that beer so I can oh, drink mine. Sorry, pal. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm drinking another Trader Joe's. Um, I gotta say, love Trader Joe's beers. Trader Joe's beers good, are phenomenal. It. They're damn good. I'm gonna do the finger fudge pour real quick. Well, one of us needs to. We've already, I've already had this beer before, so no delay. Nice head. Cheers and beers to you and your family vacation. Oh my god, this is delicious. Oh good, I thought you were gonna say it was horrible. <laughs> oh, I, I have had. A run of bad beer luck. No. This trip. Yeah. It's everything apparently in Virginia. Their IPAs come one way, hazy and breakfasty. Oh, that's awful. Both of those. If you if you want your, your beer to taste like uh the, the the cantaloupe at the end of a brunch, Virginia got you. Shikes. Uh, uh we're at dinner and I'm smelling this thing. It was called Friends of Dorothy. Posted a photo of it on Twitter today. 
Friends of Dorothy. And I'm like, wow, that is a great name for a beer. Mm. I'll get that. It's, you know, and I didn't read the description where it said pineapple and apricot. And I, I tasted I mean, it. And like, I went, pineapple sounds good, but I don't know about apricot. I know it doesn't. It, you, no, <laughs> I like my <laughs> beers to not be fruity. I like my beers to be beer flavored. Yeah. My grandmother I was Dorothy, by the way. I, well, I, I, I don't need the beer. I don't need these other things, but this, this is the West coast style. IPA. West coast style is stone. IPA is, uh, um, La Lagunita, stuff like that. Great stuff. So I, I'm a happy, I, 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 I've been, like I said, I love that can. There's like it a, is a good can. Fun. This beer is this, this, this dog is ready to, yeah. well, he's jamming. He's got a boom box. He's got a boom box and a glass of beer. I mean, He's it's, living his best it's, life. It's uh, apropos of this podcast. He's clearly on lots of steroids. <laughs> he's bummed. Uh, he's, he's jacked. Oh, he's definitely, he is jacked and he is ripped and he is ready to go. Uh, of course, as this is a big old vinyl episode, well, there's no vinyl check, but there's only no vinyl check because the records are in the car. Yes, we record, bought records. we record shopping, all right. We've got a got a couple records on this on this <clears throat> trip in the worst flea market I've ever been to in Tennessee. If wow. uh, you want to see maggots everywhere and photos of Donald Trump everywhere, go to that flea market. I am sincerely I was, shocked you went as a family to Tennessee. It seems like against everything you and your the Mrs. Cameron would be a, about. Uh, you know what? There's some good people and good stuff. I'm Tennessee. sure there's good food, good people. Dollywood, Tennessee, the Parthenon, or whatever they have there in Knoxville. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of good stuff. It, it uh, yeah, but I'm <clears> never going to that flea market again. I felt mildly uncomfortable. Good to know. If you have notable and good places, record stores along the way, save it for the next episode. I don't have any yet. Okay. If you have one, if you come across one, save it. And let us know. We'll check them. Um, but I'm glad you picked up some records. I'm excited to hear about those next time or when you get home. Uh, news check, shirt check. Uh, shirt check. I am rocking my brand new Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom shirt. Nice. Kali uh, you but He betrayed Shiva. Mm -hmm. That's why he died. You don't mm -hmm. betray Shiva. Indeed. But uh, <clears throat> I'm not going to be seeing the new Indiana Jones movie. Oh. I do not believe an 87-year-old Indiana Jones can fight Nazis. And if 87-year-old Indiana Jones is fighting Nazis, being as he was 25 in 1942, he would be fighting Nazis in Los Angeles. By the you know, he'd be fighting American Nazis. There are American Nazis though, and there, they maybe yeah. need fighting. Uh, they do need fighting. I'm not going to do it. Somebody else can handle that. But uh, yeah, I'm I, absolutely going to see the Indiana Jones movie because I can suspend my disbelief. Plus, Phoebe Waller's bridge is a treasure. And look, I'm going to watch you that can, movie. I'm not yucking on your yum. I'm telling you why I'm yucking on my own yum. Okay. I'm, I'm yum yucking on myself. So quick news of the day. Vinnie Vincent's latest uh, listening party big old to do uh, has happened. It was on the 19th of May, mm -hmm. and he announced his brand new lead singer, whose name I don't recall, and it doesn't matter, because uh, four days later, after the after the, the festival, Vinnie Vincent announced that anybody saying he is the new lead singer is wrong and needs to stop doing that. 
So Vinny announces him as his new singer. Four days later, says, no, no one has been named as my new lead singer. And anybody who is pushing this false narrative needs to stop immediately. Clown shoes. Vinny Vincent is clown shoes. He is. Oh, I know. And the 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 crowd announced their leader to tell the to- tell the tale of the, the the whole thing. Also suggested that uh, this man was the new singer for Vinny Vincent Invasion. Spoke very highly of the gentleman. Uh, that the the representative was Stephen Wilkie, who was also Vinnie Vincent's uh, manager. If Vinnie Vincent could actually have a manager per se. So yeah, the Vinnie Vincent clown shoes invasion continues, and it just gets even weirder. Now I'm seeing, I am seeing the Vinnie Vincent self self proclaimed nut huggers going. Look, bro, I don't, I don't know what this is. And the new album that he is releasing for the listening party is not done. He's going into the studio again to give it a slight vocal tweak before sending it off to the vinyl pressers. So just a quick timeline on this record. It was recorded and finished in 1992 for Enigma Records. Vinny refused to turn over the masters to the company that paid to make it. So he stole the masters from the rightful owner in 1992. In 2021, three years after his resurfacing, he announces he's finally releasing his gem of an album featuring such tracks as Heavy Metal Poontang. This is his masterwork as per the internet character that he has created that I interact with sometimes, who refers to me as an angry ferret on acid. Full, Full story. And, uh, so that was 2021. In 2022, there was a listening party for the press, and they were going crazy over it and loved it. And inter- many, many interviews for Vinnie Vincent during this listening party. However, it would be another year minimum before it was released. But it had already been sent to the pressers, according to Neil Davis, the, uh, the money man behind Creatures Fest, of which I spoke about at length last year. Now, in 2023, there is another listening party for the fans. You did have to pay $500 to go to attend. And this is a listening party for a record that is not finished, according to Vinnie Vincent. So he's going to go back in the studio, finish it, then send it to the the, the pressing plants. So I'm going to go out on a limb here. Based on this is the fourth release of this record. And we've yet to have the first release happen. This record is not going to be released. Just my opinion. It's like Schrodinger's cat's record. <laughs> oh, this is definitely Schrodinger's record. Does it exist? Like, does it exist if you never see it? Um, if you've never seen it and you've never heard it, is it being pressed? Uh, which no, which pressing story is true? I have no. It was words. supposed to be pressed in 2021. It was sent to the pressers for sure in 2022. And now it's going to be sent to the pressers once this one more tweak is done. And as we all know, Vinnie Vincent has a wonderful reputation for really beating a dead horse. Uh, in fact, he would. I would say we need to come up with a new term for his uh, his, his his studio work. It is not beating the dead horse because that is not strong enough. I will call it liquefying a dead horse. No horses were harmed in the uh, attempt of these metaphors, folks. I did dodge uh, horse shit today, though. And I made a joke that horse nobody hockey. got. I said, oh, look, there's there's horse poop for purchase. 
And my companions were like, no, it's free. I'm like, yes, but you can gain purchase with it. Get it? It's a good joke. It's a good joke, but it's not going to land with your child and your wife. Uh, I don't even have words after that news item. So I think we'll just talk (laughs) about um, since we last uh... Since we last met. Uh, I, look, I wish I could stop. I wish I could just stop following and commenting on this Vinnie Vincent shit. I don't know what's worse. Again, I continue to go like, what's worse? Ace, Vinny, Gene and Paul. It is a never-ending never-ending story of Mierda. I don't know with these guys what is real and not real. I just want them to all go away. And stop I'm ready doing, for them all to be done. Stop just, talking just stop. to the press. Stop oh, doing yes. things. Probably a few more years. Uh, I know Ace has a record about to get announced. Uh, it's, just really, uh, it's called uh, Moonwalk, by the way. Whatever. Just ridiculous. Um, I don't, I'm not I trying have, to encourage you. I'm trying to discourage you. But No, you know. I have no interest. I am not buying this. Uh, I, didn't buy, I didn't buy Spaceman <clears throat> or Origins Volume 2. I know. But I think the time in my life where I buy Ace's new records has, has, has come and gone. Thankfully. We had a good run. We had a good run. All right. Really quick. Uh, just some just general news. Probably the biggest news story of the current uh, season. Foo Fighters kicked off their world tour, announced a new drummer, new records coming out this week. I'm on the review. I don't know if I'm ready for it. It's going to be very emotional. Um, but I, they picked the right guy. They picked Josh Freeze of many, many bands. This uh you know, Descendants and, um, you know, Nine Inch Nails, A Perfect Circle, a million, you know, Suicidal Tendencies, a million records this guy has played on. And his own solo career, I got to interview him last year. So they definitely picked the right guy. I think they were interested in Matt Cameron. I had a suspicion that he wouldn't be able to commit to doing it because of Pearl Jam. Um, And maybe they're not ready to share their drummer, who they've had for the last, you know, two decades. Um just as some personal stuff, I'm still not well from my illness and my adventure at the Sick New World Fest in Vegas. But I have been, uh, I did finally go to my first show since the festival two weeks ago. I went to this show last night, The Clash of the Titans at the Regency Ballroom in San Francisco. That was Sepultura, Creator, Death Angel, and Spirit World, who is like one of the most surprising bands of this year. Um Spirit World is like a like a cross between like cowboys playing hardcore playing Slayer rips, so put your mind on that. Rhinestone jackets and a pedal steel, but also hardcore, but also metal. And Death Angel hometown crowd sold out the show. The show probably on the strength of Death Angel. Great performance. They just announced another hometown show later in the year. Creator and Sepultura have been switching the headline spots. Uh, Creator killed it. They have a very elaborate stage setup. A little, it was like unusually hot in the venue and the sound in that venue is already normally not that great. The PA is constantly struggles to support metal. So there was a lot of like waiting for them to chant creator and uh, like, I want to hear you in the balcony, to the back, no front. It's like, yo, it's hot in here. It's a very long show. <laughs> Doors were at 5.30, please hurry it up. Uh, but great show. <laughs> Great show. You know what? I look, I love I I love lots of bands. I love all that stuff. But you know what? Bro, I'm 47 goddamn years old. I'm ready for two band shows and out. Uh and then Sepultura mercifully 
had an hour and a half to play 11 songs and they finished it in exactly one hour. They just blasted through their whole set. It was unbelievable. They were great. Um, you know, always some strange, weird, racist people in the audience when Sepultura plays. They don't like Derek Green, but, you know, if they met Derek Green, they definitely wouldn't say shit to him. Correct me if I'm wrong, but Derek Green is the vocalist on the Rock and Rio album. Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, I don't think they ever, yeah, uh, you know. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely amazing. If you don't like him, you don't like Sepultura. Well, a lot of people don't like Sepultura. And I understand, like, oh, my favorite guy is not in the band anymore and I'm mad. But it's also yeah, it's like. it's not really any different. No, it really. Well, it is and it isn't. Um, it's like my green light has gone out. So, oh well, um, it's not going to stay on for much longer. It's going to go out again, but whatever. Man, that I want to listen to that record right now. Oh, yeah. Um, but they were amazing. And uh, again, you know, again, just a year and a half from when Eloy Casagrande, I mentioned this just recently on the podcast, broke both his legs and had atrophy in his leg and had to like relearn drumming. This guy's a world-class phenomenal drummer. He's been in the band a long time at this point. And then he had to reteach himself how to drum to be able to go back and play live. And he had to actually change how he does some of the things. So awesome stuff. My my ear held up, although I had a couple of dicey moments when I thought I was going to run out of the venue screaming. I don't I don't recommend people going to heavy metal shows with a hearing major hearing issue. Um, but uh, I held up. I held up. So <clears throat> um, we did a shirt check. We did the new. I really have no other news. You There's, didn't shirt. You didn't shirt check. I didn't shirt check because you skip me all the time. I am wearing my awesome carcass toy. You always blame me, and you I just do, forget well, to do it yourself. Everything. Yeah, well, I mean, you <sighs> went right by. Anyway, carcass live, you know, tour shirt from uh, just recently. You can't blame me today. I'm in a different time zone. <laughs> That's fair. The air is different here. You know, it's the beer is different. hazy. I know that is a travesty. The beer is hazy. It is tra- it is a shame. Um, let me see if I can quickly work with this backup light because I'm I'm got all kinds of lighting here, but uh, yeah, no, that's too bright and that's not green enough. Oh well, we'll stick this over here and see if it helps. But anyway, I had the poster ready, so um, on with the meat of the episode. Unless you have anything else, I don't think I do. I've got um, I've got me windless. I have mindless meanderings that no one needs. So no worries. We'll go with no. When I'm on the road later this year, this summer, and other times, we'll see how we do this arrangement. Hopefully it holds up. My my gear is going to have to come on the road with me. But anywho, um, so this is Keithy's big vinyl score. I've been sitting on oh, a lot of... I, I would have brought my gear if I knew for sure we could record this. Yeah, yeah, it's no problem. This is acceptable. I will see what I'll be able to do depending on my schedule and things. But um, that's not until July or August, so we're good for now. Uh, but anyway, my big vinyl score, I've been sitting on a lot of records for a long time. Uh, two months ago, I had a major weekend score where I not only went to a vinyl pop-up shop, but an all-weekend metal festival. And I acquired a lot of records. It's actually the most purchasing I have done in a long time. I've been getting a lot of records sent to me for free and then buying them in dribs and drabs. But this was an indulgence. I haven't, you know, not made a money here, but like when I, I went hard. And so <clears throat> over two, over three days in a row, I uh, uh, did two things. On a Friday, 
I came down and I think there was a third show and I didn't buy any. There was another concert baked in there somewhere and I didn't buy any vinyl that night. But um, I went to Fat Records, which is the one of the best punk record labels there is, is based officially in San Francisco, where No Effects was from a, for a long time based out of. And they have a warehouse, maybe a few miles away from where I live. And occasionally, sporadically, every once in a while, like Haley's Comet, they open a pop-up shop day where they liquidate stuff. So I know there's going to be stuff on sale, maybe not mint condition stuff, but stuff I'm willing to buy. It was cool. I did a social media video. I shared it. You can I'll link it in the description here. You can see what it looks like. It's really cool. I got a lot of stuff from the history of the label, Warp Tour. If you're not familiar with Fat Mike and No Effects, basically, I don't want to say invented pop punk, but surely uh, American pop punk that ended up shaping and changing the 90s was formed when No Effects was formed in the early 80s. They were responsible for releasing the first music from Green Day, Blink-182, and countless other punk bands. So I was, I'm constantly like for a long time, I would go every week onto their website because usually they'll just have like a little notice pop-up store this date, this time for three hours only. Like literally it's like this window. Three hours? Or two or three hours totally. Because it's not like an official, you know, it's just like one front room in their warehouse building in a nondescript place. It's not in a major thoroughfare in San Francisco. It's I had to find where it was. It's like in an industrial park where the warehouse is. And then they have like a front room that's their shop that they occasionally open. It's not open all the time. I think if it was in a better location, it would they could open it all the time and sell a lot of records there. But anywho, so first things first, I went to the pop-up shop and I got a, a handful of records that I bought at varying prices. I'm going to share with you some prices. When you are ready, I have a ridiculous short story to tell. Sure. Do you want to tell it first or last? Sure, I'll go ahead and do it. So my my child has grown rather weary of me screaming at her. I've got this on vinyl. However, she delightfully is gleefully del gleefully delight delighted to tell me when she has something on vinyl. So we came up with a uh, we now have to high five if we both have a song on vinyl. I like that. I like that. That's very, uh, I like the unilateralness of this. So first things first, they didn't have a lot of new stuff on sale at this Fat Records pop-up, just a handful of new records. Not all that I was interested in, but the bins of stuff they were trying to get rid of, seven inches from across their history, vinyls, some of them not in the best shape, but mostly priced at 10 bucks each. So, you know, at 10 bucks is a price point. I'm going to try to buy a bunch. Ten bucks so, is a great price point because basically in my brain, ten dollars is three dollars on discogs. Right. Now all these were a little the jackets were dinged up, but the rest of otherwise perfect. Mm -hmm. So ten dollars. This is Rise Against's debut record. Uh, and we're all gonna unraveling. ding the we're gonna ding the corners if you listen to them anyway. Well, I mean, like, I don't know. I was gone discogs entering these and I didn't really know how to put them in because they're significantly like each corner's got a damage. So I didn't do you put in wait, when you put in your discogs, do you like put the 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 the, the condition? Sometimes. 
If I, I I'm don't, confident I don't bother. If they're brand new. I don't bother. I mean, it affects the monetary amount. Um, in case I ever want to sell anything. Um, all of these, I just have it there for, for insurance purposes. Right. Most of these came at most of the stuff they have. They have variants. They have cool color things. And all, um, some of these came with a download card. Uh, and they all came with like a cool insert. But uh, so here's Rise Against debut album, The Unraveling. It's kind of a little before they had landed on their their style. That's kind of a cross between hardcore punk and metalcore and rock. Uh, very inspired. They have a very like load era Metallica guitar sound, but they do a lot of thrashy punk kind of rips. And I think you would enjoy them. And they're very political, uh, like Rage Against the Machine political. So, well, you that, know me. I'm not a very political person. Not at all. Uh, here's a band I have seen this year, just a few months ago. Uh, this is the bah, 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 bah. Ouch. this is the Flatliners and their most recent album, New Ruin. Uh, I don't know if I should take these out of the sleeve or not for time, um, but you can see already in the Mylar. Now, here's a fun thing. Some of these came with a weird plastic that I don't think counts as a Mylar, but you tell me it, this is like a very thicky Mylar. Close enough. Would you care? Would enough. you leave this? Yeah. In? You would leave if if I if I had that, I would not change it out. The thing okay. is, it's you know, Keefe. If you if you want to quickly thirty seconds or less describe why we do the mylar, go ahead. Or if you want me to do it, I'll do it. You go ahead. the The biggest thing is, it is going to sound so ridiculous, but the mylar sleeves improve your sound quality. Most of the scratchiness in a record. Well, all of the scratchiness in a record comes from poor care. So you clean it, you keep it in Mylar, because if you don't keep it in the Mylar, what you get is you get static electricity. Those pl those paper sleeves get all the static, and you gotta, the only way to get that static out is to clean it. Clean it or buy the static electricity gun, but or if you clean it, you, you're two birds, one stone. So that's any of those things that do anti anti static that's you know whether it's the the thick mylar like that whether it's the paper sleeves with the plastic on the inside it all gets the job done excellent thank and you and definitely switch to your do not use those paper inner sleeves ever ever yeah i'm ever. slowly getting rid of them all um so they all came, all these, all these fat records releases came in a paper sleeve. That's fine. There were extras like it download cards and very cool, fancy inserts. Now There's a reason why we buy the, the Mylar inner sleeves and keep them on the shelf for when we buy new records. Right on. These next two have fancy albums. This was 10 bucks. This is a, call, a throwback to my youth. This is the one record that Sick of It All put out on fat records, Call to Arms. Just what you expect. Metallic hardcore. A uh, little dinged up sleeve, but otherwise perfect. Great insert, which I'm going to pull out and show because not only does it have a lyric sheet, it has this cool little thing. I'm pretty sure this is a fisheye lens photo of their rehearsal space. Really cool. And then this is a lot of fun. This is the vinyl in a clear the clear see-through oh almost a see natural colored vinyl right and there's a couple of these here in this uh collection so i'm very stoked and then the one brand new thing that i bought which was brand new the day i went to the pop-up probably the reason they had the pop-up because they know they have a brand new 10 pole record out 
the final record, apparently, or the final studio official album from No Effects. Double album. They put out two albums two years in a row, single album and double album. I interviewed uh, Fat Mike. You can check it out at Ghost Cult's YouTube. Maybe I will also link that in the description. It is officially the third most watched or fourth most watched video ever in Ghost Cult history, like almost getting to close to 20,000 views so far. Really cool. Um, <clears throat> and I know he's a bit of a lightning rod. And I went to the Punk Museum, all kinds of cool stuff. You need a pause? Quick, yes. Yes. I also wanted to single out this no effects album cover for double album, which has a general electric turntable from I think the 40s. And uh, this cool. actual turntable was at the Punk Rock Museum in Vegas, which I went to. So uh, awesome, really awesome record. Actually, probably my favorite of those two records they put out. And then look at this fun and funky splatter. I think this would be a true splatter. Ah, uh, that's a good fat rec label. You know, front, I have white never, on the front I, and black. You know, it, I I always point this out when it comes up, but I've mm -hmm. never seen a I've never seen a record in that color, and you know, it's when I started really buying more, when I started having enough money to buy more and more of the the limited edition color versions. It was I was surprised at how many of the colors are reused. It's like the templates for minor league hockey jerseys on Christmas. It's the yes. same jerseys everywhere. Maybe this is an, a homage to a 60s thing, and maybe that turntable is a 60s thing. Because, like, check it out. But anyway. I love that. Love that. I do, too. I'm going to be honest with you. So that was my four big scores from the Fat Wreck pop-up. And then I went to go see Power Wolf that night. <laughs> he dropped off my records at my house. The we only Wolf see... band I, I listen to personally is Guitar Wolf. Okay. I mean, Remy Wolf. There's some good ones. Uh, Rain Wolf. Um, I, but Power I Wolf. Just, not I just for me, want to shoehorn Guitar Wolf into any conversation. I know you I do. Can. Every time. I know you Every do. Every time. So I went to Power Wolf and Seven Spires. Didn't buy any. There wasn't really much merch there to buy anyway. And I didn't see any vinyl. Didn't buy any. And then I was also pet sitting that weekend. So I ran back and forth between the East Bay and San Francisco. But I rolled in to the weekend for the Heavy Psych Sounds stoner doom metal festival for saturday and sunday oh. <clears throat> so this is when i went kind of bonkers now i will say there were three bands there i didn't buy anything from and i didn't exclusively only buy vinyl from all the bands but i kind of bought vinyl from most of the bands it was absurd Windhand, hand i have the reissue and the original they were selling and they were the headliner if if, if i could jump in real quick Sure. The most money an artist is ever going to make on a record is you buying it from them at their show. The most money an artist is ever going to make on music is you buying a t-shirt at their show. So when you go to that local show, you know, I have come home with, if, if you like a song, if you like two songs, go over there and buy their record. That is how I got uh, Orange Trees record, which is from St. Louis Ska, which I didn't even know St. Louis Ska was a thing. Well, I mean, your buddy Steve Ewing, Ewing had a St. Louis somewhat Ska band. No, The Urge. Did They're definitely from St. Louis. No, definitely. But I didn't know there was a scene. I thought it was just them. Cool, cool. So I didn't buy anything oh, from... Oh, I'm sorry. Speaking of which, since you brought up The, the Urge, 
they're playing a reunion show. I want to say in August for local DJ Rizzuto's birthday party. Damn it. And while I am talking, I'm just going to throw this out there. Instead of, you know, putting this in the cooler, taking it to the next city, I'm going to go ahead and put back this Green Man IPA that I picked up in uh, Tennessee. Is that a tribute to Peter Steele from Typo Negative? Uh, this is, no, no. This is uh, Asheville Brewing. I believe it is the Pagan God, the Green Man. Okay. 6.2%. Uh, a- Asheville is supposed to have a very good beer scene and art and music scene. So, we, uh, we're <clears throat> only in an, we were only in and out. Okay. <clears throat> There's the Biltmore Estates. I'm surprised you didn't try to drive by it. Um Anywho, so, uh, a dude, a thing we were at was talking about. He had just been to Biltmore, and I didn't know. That's what he meant. Yeah, the Biltmore states. Um, if you I ever see, continue. if you ever see the uh, Hannibal Silence of the Lambs sequel, Hannibal, the Biltmore states is in there as, oh, the, home, as a home of Mason Verger. Anywho, <laughs> so <laughs> creepy. I just literally watched all the Hannibals also on a binge. But um, anywho. So I didn't buy anything from Windhand. I did not buy anything from Duel because I have the one I wanted from them. And they had other stuff I was like not excited about, even though they're a great band. And then Weed Eater showed up late and spared me from buying more merch because all their merch was next level. Literally like green trucker hats and awesome shirts and tons of vinyl. They were so late to the festival and I was literally leaving as they were kind of setting their merch up. After they played, I was like, dudes. Can, real quick, if I could just say, Heavy Psych Sounds is, I mean, if you like Doom, if you like Stoner, man, those guys just, I, I wish they sold their stuff a little bit better on this on this side of the pond. They're working on a U.S. store. That's what we talked about in my recent interview with the band. Uh, with the founder, they're working on an official U.S. store. But obviously, they I think they own their own plant which is why a lot of their stuff is dope. And and I think uh, speaking of Stoner, the band Stoner was also supposed to play this festival or it was Nick Oliveri solo and he never made it. So I would have given I, him all I, my dollars if he showed up, but of course he's a maniac and he didn't come I, at all. I actually had just recently gotten an update from Amazon letting me know that uh Dead Witches was in stock. Nice. I've already purchased it, but okay. just in case. Just in case. So, I'm going to try to blast through my purchases from the Heavy Psych Sounds Festival, all these bands played. I bought these directly from the bands. Uh, many of them are vinyl, limited edition vinyl variants, and super cool, even if they're not. I just wanted to support all these bands um, as much as possible. So first off, and if they're not special vinyls, I'm not going to take them out to share them. First things first, this is Padabra which is a band I was not that familiar with. They're one of the opening bands. This is their recent album, Ultra. They are a st- psychedelic Stoner Doom power trio, and they were awesome. Uh, if you look at the, there's a photo of the band on the back cover, kind of reminds me of some Monster Magnet Dave Windorf vibes as musically as well. I can see well. that. <clears throat> and, uh, I feel like an animal. <laughs> Space Lord, mother, mother. Speaking of... Stoner or Nick Oliveri, who did not play Death Chant, pretty cool Bay Area ish band, or maybe LA, replace that cover, replace them at the last second. Well, this isn't their newest album. This is their, they were sold out of their newest album. They literally packed up their stuff on no notice to come and replace Nick Oliveri. And this is an older record of theirs they were selling. 
and uh, in a very funky and cool vinyl color. So I'm going to share it like a quick, little, uh, little uh, turquoise dream sickle. Yeah, like a little turquoise. Yep. And this is their album Waste. And again, I love the almost Motorhead. And Motorhead would be a very good one to one for this band also. Love so that cover. In the Mylar. Like Look a... at this beautiful. That turquoise. cover looks. Oh, that is. Yep. That's <laughs> exactly what I thought it was going to be. That uh, the cover looks like a very. Like, like your first independent record where you can't afford where you can't afford a cover where the 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 photo was taken by your buddy while you were in the park dodging the rain dodging the park rangers to get that photo nice by the way as i mentioned a lot of these came are limited vinyl and they had these uh vanity stickers on which i was only able to peel off one and put it on one of my <laughs> mylars but here is the relatively new album from Geezer, Groovy, from 2022. And look at this. Wait, Geezer? Geezer from New York State, the psychedelic oh, rock band. okay. Not Geezer Butler. Oop, sorry, Probably sorry, sorry. Named for Geezer Butler, most likely. And look at this beautiful translucent green for Geezer, for green for you know why. Oh, I have immediate interest in this band, in this record. Oh, they're killer. I, uh, we did an interview with them not too long ago. They're so killer. You would love them. Absolutely, you will love them. I guarantee it. If you buy them and you don't like something from them, I'll replace it for you. I'll buy it from you. Uh, this is probably one of the best bands of the entire weekend. This is the new record from Hippie Death Cult. All of these are heavy psych sounds bands. Um, Circle of Days. And I pulled this one out because it's got the awesome gatefold. Most of these are just singles. Nice gatefold of the band. That is, that's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. It's a black and white cover. With a full color psychedelic, it looks gatefold. black and white. It's really like cream and a, like a deep bronze. It's, uh, it's supposed to look like maybe funeral All right, or Captain, something. All right, Captain. Actually, Captain. Actually, that's a really good name <laughs> for me. Uh, I'm an embarrassment. I'll admit it. And then look at this dreamsicle. Not a name copyrighted by me, but this dreamsicle splatter. Okay, that is not dreams. That is not Dreamsicle Splatter. Dreamsicle okay. Splatter is just orange. That is 10 times better. Okay, fair enough. Uh, this record slaps, as the kids say. It is amazing. Ooh, that's what the kids say? That's what the kids say. We're almost done. We're almost done. You can ask my kid if she says that. I doubt Did she you does. you say slaps? Oh, uh, she only says slaps, ironically. Got it. Gotcha. So here's a band, again, I did not, <laughs> was not too familiar with before the festival witch pit and i believe they're from north carolina and uh again just uh with these goats <laughs> you love goats i do love goats these are goats and crosses on the front cover the weight of death is the name of this album and look at this guy i think this is the cover for which you know what I, I i already saw what's coming up and i'm i'm, and, I'm gonna you, shut up just pop you it up already I'll wait you know already the two-tone, which we've seen before on other things, and you mentioned about patterns. So, I mean, like, again, does it make it sound better? No. But does it make it more enjoyable? Yes. Yes. I, I do. Like I love the two-tone. The two-tone is the most underused and underrated color pattern because mm. it looks ridiculous. My one of my, I only have, like, two or three two-tones, if even that. I know I've got Guar, America, Must Be Destroyed. No. Rag... Ragnarok? I don't know which record it is. I have a Guar record on two-tone that's black and red, and it just looks 
awesome. People watching this on YouTube are seeing Nick clench up because he can't turn around and pull it out to show everybody. (laughs) Ah, Nothing behind me. (laughs) He's only nothing behind him but a hotel bed and a generic painting. Um, But yeah, which pit? I'm on the road. I'm doing this for everyone. Which pit impressed me and I wanted to show them some love. And I bought other things. I bought like a tote bag from Windhand and koozies and you've seen me drink out of my heavy psych sounds fest cup and i did i buy i bought one shirt from a band that didn't have is that cup is that a pint glass this pint today no the heavy psych sounds glass oh it's a tumbler right like i don't have any but um, okay i was gonna say because if it it were a pint glass and you didn't get me one Oh, sure, of course. You, you might get punched. I might get punched. By the way, I went to see, this is totally funny, and I'm going to out myself. I went to go see The Little Mermaid the other night with a friend. Well, and you. Uh, no it was amazing. Me. It's absolutely amazing. Beautifully there done. I um, hate Disney with, but with the fiery passion. I they bought a bunch of have. snacks and drinks that I would never buy at the movies, but they did, and I got this Fast 10 cup. I've never seen, I've seen two of these movies, and I have no desire to see any more. You've but seen like, more than me. I've seen none. Yeah, I, I don't, saw, I'm not I saw, a car person. Don't drive. I don't care either. about cars. Go boom. I hate cars. Cars go boom, I, boom. I don't care. I, I married a car lady, and that's fine. That's good but enough. But I, uh, I, I like my car to be quiet and efficient. Right? Well. That's what I look for. Uh, I was going to say something, but I forgot what it was. So it was last, last two. Last two albums purchased at the festival. Cosmic Reaper, self-titled. This band rules. Uh, uh, again, a common theme. Uh, another heavy psych sounds band. I think one of these bands was a, ri- a rise against records one, a rise above records. Most of these were heavy psych sounds, of course. And look at this. Here's another one. What would you call this Halloween splatter? Uh, I would, you know what? Nobody else calls it this, but I'd call it saltwater taffy. Fair enough. Remember saltwater yeah. taffy? Yep. Do what, I like uh, it? What, I didn't ask that question. Oh. I said, do you remember it? Uh, I live in the town where it came from, yeah. I so, love it. I do you? I'll bring it. you some. No, I got plenty. It's fine. All right. Uh, but what what colors were the wrappers? Well, the I think obviously the common theme of the color is a burnt sienna here. It's an orange. Burnt sienna. Wow. We are Black fancy. We are fancy. Oh, wow. wow. I grew Very up around fancy. artists, so I know art. Mm-hmm. I'm not judging. This is literally the most pompous bullshit thing I've ever said in my whole life. Anyway, (laughs) I need my head examined. Uh, And then finally, another band that just ripped the whole shit up at this festival. Warlung, with this very muted, maybe even Native American artwork here. Uh, Vulture's Paradise, not to be confused with Gangsta's Paradise. And uh, the Warlung just kind of... I was a little surprised the Warlung didn't come with an insert, but the vinyl. Nothing? No, really, the vinyl made. And you know what? And that's that's fine. I mean, that's... yeah, that's fine. We start getting spoiled. None of these had a digital download card, which is fine. None of them had a mylar. They were all on a paper sleeve. I. What should I do with my leftover paper sleeves? Burn them, right? Yeah, um, I, I throw them away. Yeah. So no one else. It's like. Like finding a dynamite. You gotta get rid of this safely so nobody kids, neighborhood kids play with it. And here's the war lung is just a straight up creamsicle. So a lot of orange going on here. Not bad, not bad. And that is the big vinyl score. So I think that's about um 
And again, so most all of these were 20 or 25. The three from Fat Rack that were all, you know, getting rid of bin, $10 bin were $10. And the double album was the most expensive one of the whole weekend at 30. Um, I know that Fat Rack said it sells their brand new stuff online for 40. So they had it for 30 at the store. And I think they had a couple other new ones I wasn't too interested in. Well, um, this is a very big, like a lot of albums for me to process. I haven't obviously listened to a few of them. The High Reaper, uh, not High Reaper, the uh, the um, Hippie Death High, Cult. High Reaper is awesome. High Reaper is awesome. They have a new record coming soon. So Hippie Death Cult and Warlung I've listened to quite a bit. The others I need to. I think Death Chant is technically, I'm not going to dig through to pull it out, but I think Death Chant is the one that's Rise Above Records. So um, that is that. That is Keefe's big vinyl score. There are more vinyls yet to check in future episodes we haven't got to yet, but I wanted to get this out of the way so I could just process and move on and discogs them all. And uh, yeah, that's... My internet is crapping the bed naturally as we get to the we're, end of the episode. We're, we're, we're good now. We're good. But uh, yeah, if uh, if, if I could have a five minute platform, Go if you don't mind, it. I'm gonna sit here and drink beer. I'm gonna do this and drink beer. I I, I can do two things. Keefe, and you know what, my friend, I I, I want to give you a great compliment on this because you went to you went to a festival and you supported the artists. I mean, how many? I think about when a band presses a record nowadays, and I love heavy psych sounds, and this is not a slight by any stretch of the imagination. How many pre- how many copies do you think they press? Maybe 500 a pressing? Maybe? Probably mostly probably. 300. Yeah, between three and 500. So consider, a, you know, a heavy psych sounds artist like Dead Witches or you know, hippie death cult. They're going to do 10 to 15 date tours when they can. You know, this isn't Metallica. This isn't Megadeth. This isn't Clutch going out for 60, 70, 80 dates a year. You know, Metallica only does 50 dates a year now, tops. And that's crazy more than all the bands we're talking about. They just can't. So how many records do you think they sell in a night? 20 on a good night? You know, I don't think anybody expects you to buy. When I say you, I mean you, the listener. I don't think anybody expects everyone who goes to a show to buy a shirt, an album, a sticker, or whatever. But how many shows does the average music fan go to? You know, when I'm reviewing, when I'm really crazy about reviewing, I could probably go to 10 shows a month, even in my little my little city. Not New York, not San Francisco, not Los Angeles, not Chicago. I try to buy something from someone. And if you're buying, keeping in mind one thing, the headliner gets the money. So the headliner gets the door. 
the opening acts don't. So if you're only going to buy one thing, you know, try to look at the try to look at one of the opening acts and open your heart, open your mind, and open your wallet. Even if you're buying a ten dollar t shirt, even if you're buying a five dollar CD, although this is not a podcast where we uh, speak highly of the CD, we are like uh, kind of quote Mike D still listening to Wax, not using the CD. Except I still do, but but I don't. You, you know what I mean. And it's it's important to remember, especially if you go to a show to see an opening act. And I can tell you, I do that frequently. I will go to a show to see the opening act, buy something because if you pay twenty bucks to see Obituary this week, Immolation isn't getting five bucks of that. Immolation is getting the shirt you buy from them. Well, not to mention, if I may jump in to say that all a lot of the major venues take merch cuts, which is why the major shows, the shirts and stuff are so high. So I didn't mention that I went to that show last night and I only bought one piece of merch. Now, there were tons of records, tons of shirts, tons of stuff. I have enough black band shirts and I have been saying, like, support the opener if you have enough sepultura and death angel and creator stuff i probably could have bought a creator shirt but like i have plenty of other stuff and i have the death angel last record and i wanted the spirit world new record i actually waited to go to the tour to buy the record they were sold out and they didn't have any so i could have bought their earlier records but they had also they also had a book written by the lead singer so i was like you know what i'm gonna buy this book because that's cool and different so I didn't buy a vinyl last night, but I did buy the thing. And that was a major show in a major venue in like a Live Nation or AEG venue where the shirts were all $40 and all the bands have to charge $40 and all the vinyl is $25 or $30 and different things. And I don't need another trucker hat for 40 bucks or 30 bucks. So I got that book. But I would say like I got into that festival for free to review it. But I wanted to support all the bands. Like, I don't take it for granted that I get into these shows free in exchange for a review. It is not a quid pro quo, and I still support the bands I care about. So I was half those bands I had never heard of before that day. And I just you watched the, them live, and I turned right around about face when they were done and bought their stuff. The last time <clears throat> I I reviewed Master, <clears throat> they came with a band called Dusk. And they are a doom death band from Wisconsin, and I cannot stop singing their praises. They're, they were, they didn't have a new record, but they had a double album of both of their albums. And if you like Un, if you like Kenoma, those kinds of bands, Dusk will tickle all your, your sensitivities. And I regret not having purchased one of their shirts. They were selling shirts. I bought the record, should have bought the shirt too. I had the money. I didn't buy it. But you know what? Here's a secret that not everybody knows. If you walk up and you you just look at the guy running the merch booth after his set's over and say, hey, I loved your set. Here's five bucks. He's going to hand you something. You could just give them money sometimes. Uh, just give them money. Just drop money or drop money in the tip jar. And, and you know, if they have a separate merch person that's not their touring merch person, sometimes it's a venue person. Again, at a major venue, it's the venue's person. But they also 
have a thankless job for very little pay. So you're trying to reward these people with your hard-earned... I know you're paying to go to shows a lot of times, but it's like, it doesn't stop there if you can keep helping. Because again, they especially the venues, like I know that that venue for the... It was so tiny. That venue for the festival didn't take a cut of the merch, but like every other one does. So normalize feeling guilty not buying merch at a show. Fair enough. I, I don't want to say feel I don't want people to feel bad, but I just want them to help if they can. I do. Some people can't. Some people can't. No, I look, and that's fine. <clears throat> I get that. And <laughs> there have been far too many shows where I didn't have the bucks. I get it. And I but I felt bad. And you know it's it do you do you want these people do you want this music to continue? Uh, plenty of bands breaking up because they can't make it out here. Uh, tour's getting canceled. Correct. Everything. Let's send it out on a high note. This was a lot of fun, and I thank you for making time in your vacation time to do this pod. Why don't you take us home, and we'll we'll say goodnight. Well, I've had more to drink than you, but I guess I can do that. Uh, thank you very much for listening to Keepy Talk while I drank. I appreciate that. It's uh, I'm on vacation. I, I I get to, but you know, again, let's give a you know, let's really just point out that Keefe did everything correct at a show. He went to a show to review it, and he still bought merch. I can't tell you how many times I did the exact same thing. Got yelled at by my wife. This is supposed to be a free night, Nick. Hmm. Ain't nothing free, but go to the shows, support the artists. If you don't have enough money to buy a shirt, put two bucks, just hand them a couple dollars, something. And like we're road, if I could, right now I'm road tripping and it costs us about $12 on a road trip to go a hundred miles. So if you bought a record from somebody in, say, St. Louis, where I live, one record gets them halfway to the next town. Just try to remember that when you go to a show. Support the artists. Love them. Buy their records. Tell your friends about them. You know, Keefe and I have both gotten into... The musicians trade, the journalism road. I, I can't speak for Keefe, but I can speak for me. I started writing about music just so I could tell other people about it. So other people would hear about this band. I discovered James Legg and the Black Diamond Heavies in 2008. And I couldn't stop screaming about them. And that reignited my love of music in a way that Three Doors Down, that Smashing Pumpkins, that all Collective Soul could not do. So remember, when you're at a tiny little club seeing a band you've loved for years, because that's likely where they're going to play, do something to help them. Buy one less beer and give them five bucks. Just a thought. With that being said, thank you for listening. It is always a pleasure to speak to you. If you've made it this far, you are spectacular. You are amazing. And you appreciate the sacrifice I'm giving to you this evening. So hopefully you can at least give a like. 
drop a comment, say, Nick, you're an idiot. Spend time with your family. But as it's as it's being said, on this year on this road trip, I'm not going to Peoria. This is the Glitch Musical Podcast. It does not play in Peoria. <laughs>